Ladies and gentlemen, partners of all ages, welcome back to the Mock Racing Club podcast for the, I think it's the fifth instalment now for the year, and unfortunately it is the final one for 2020 as we head into the Christmas and New Year's season. But don't worry, punters, we will be back bright and early in 2021, making sure to give you all the quality tips that you guys have come to know and love from us. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, and as always, I'm joined by fellow member of the TMRC. This week, coming to you live from his Year 12 formal preparations, Nick Highland. How are we? Good, mate. Yeah, not much preparation into this, to be honest, but um, I'm a bit spewing because could be at the races today. There's a there's the Ramwick card today on a Thursday, and we were planning on going, of course. And then, um, obviously, my mates told me, no, Nick, you can't go. You've got formal. But... um. Yeah, not much preparation into it. Probably just quick shower and then put the suit on and then get there and then what the alcohol <laughs> into my system for the night. That'll be that's the plan. It's more the afters I'm excited for. Um, but yeah, should be a good night. Hopefully, sounds brilliant. Uh, last week we're coming off a all right week. Uh, not as good as the week before when we had eleven winners, but we still had six winners on the day with uh, a lot of value getting up, including Memphis Rock at around twenty dollars to win getting up for us. That was uh, outstanding. Did you have a highlight of last week, Nick? Oh, the, there wasn't much for me to be honest, but um, tactical advantage getting a place. Um, we've been following him for a couple of weeks, so a couple of months even now. So um, it was good to see him finally get a place. Um, all those. Space boy not getting a place was pretty ordinary, I thought. But um, yeah, he did. He did race yesterday, and he he did get a place. Um, came third to eleven eleven, which is another horse that I rated pretty highly a couple of weeks ago, and I pretty sure I tipped him a couple of weeks ago. But he did. didn't get up. So um, yeah, that that was tactical advantage had to be my highlight. Yeah, no, it was good. We have been following him for months, even before the podcast. When I was sending right up to the boys, I was always saying that this horse was always over the odds and could always find his way into the money, and he finally did. But, uh, yeah, so the tips last week, very happy with that. We're also coming off uh, Sportsbet Wrapped, new thing they've introduced this year. All the other members of the TMRC received one, but I don't think you did, Nico. I did not. I, I am I am ropeable about this. I am so angry. I have just been on the um the live chat to Sportsbet asking where my Spotify Wrapped is, and they said, unfortunately, it's not something done for all accounts. And I'm like, you're you're kidding, mate. Everyone else has got one. And he goes, <laughs> oh, I'll put you on the. I I can send this through to the team, whatever, and I can hopefully get you on in the future. I'm like, oh. Surely I can get a bonus bet for my for my troubles. And then he hits me with, we unfortunately aren't offering any bonus bets. And I'm like, oh, you are kidding, mate. That's disgusting Stop. service. Um, I'm so angry. I, that's, en- that's enough I'm, to make you jump bookmakers. Yeah. Uh, points bet might be on here, but um, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not happy about it, to be honest. I wouldn't. I'm not happy. But um, yeah, I'll, guys... As we said, it's our final one for 2020. And just before we get stuck into the tips, we really wanted to thank you for all the support. We've uh, been getting a lot more messages lately. We've just hit 100 followers on the Instagram and there will be a giveaway coming soon. More details on that later. We are sourcing some lovely racing items for to be given away to you guys, the followers. But uh, there's one fan in particular that I know that you wanted to shout out, Nick. Oh, yes, my, my good friend, Deepak. Deepak has been with us since pretty much the start and he's 
he's been sending us messages every day pretty much with the tips and he's he's been winning a little bit recently but um he is our he's our fan of the month i'd i'd like to give it to him so um of course he knows what he's doing now and he's he's getting into it and good on him good on him yeah, we love you, Deepak. We love the support that you give us. We always like to see it when you win off our tips and excitedly send us in your slips. We are we love to make you money and we hope that we can make you so much more in 2021. Now, as we get stuck into the tips, guys, we're going to be straight to the point today. No one's really hot, so we're going to skip that segment and uh, going to get straight into it. Uh, instead of two card rundowns today, we're just going to be running down Randwick in depth. That's the only one that's going to have not much. Sorry, not much. That's the only one that's going to be having analysis. Flemington, not much so because it's not an amazing card. And just to finish off the year, we really want to give you a straight to the point, easy listening tips up at the front. Make sure that you can listen to them quickly, then put them on. Flemington, though, we will have a couple of um, best bets at the end after the tip off. We won't forget about Flemington, but uh, it's not going to be super in analysis today. Shall we get stuck in, Nick? Yeah, I'm ready when you are, mate. Awesome. Let's get stuck into Wanwick on Saturday. Going to be a lovely 10-race card, despite the miserable weather that's forecasted. Uh, we're going to have enough rain that the track will either play out as a soft 7 or a heavy 8, so make sure to look for the wet trackers when backing the horses, punters. Also, the rail is going to be at 5 metres the entire circuit, so expect a bit of track bias in relation to leaders versus backmarkers. And the horses that have the inside barrier only in early races, though, because when it's wet like this punters, the inside uh, line tends to get very, very choppy, which means that horses will stick away from it. So the inside barrier for the first couple races is going to be an advantage. But come race 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, not much so, especially if that rain's going down. It's going to be nice and choppy, and they're going to be trying to get as far away from that as possible. So uh, race one, 1,200 metres. A few debutantes in this one. It's going to make it really tricky. But uh, the art of flying and Paulel to hit the front and see if they can lead the whole way. And watch Astrologer come home late with his nice closing speed. Finding it really difficult to find a winner here, if I'm being honest. I think Zarastro is probably the best debutante in the field. But I want to go with the racing experience of the art of flying. I was with it last week, and it didn't perform to my expectations, but I think it will this week. Uh, the track bias indicates that Paul L has the better opportunity to go all the way. But uh, Art of Flying has raced in soft conditions, unlike Paul L. So I'm going off that alone, going off the soft conditions track. Uh, Art of Flying each way is going to be my tip for the first at Randwick. Nick, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's hard to stay away from the favourite here, especially with that um, track bias that you were talking about with um, Paul L being a um, one that likes to set the pace and is in the first barrier. So it's hard to stay away, but I will be on the the six uh, Coast Watch. Um, J Max CJ Waller combo. I like the value on it for twelve dollars and three dollars forty to place. Um, last start, just put the blinkers on, so um, hopefully can get a good run again and decent, decent chance. So yeah, that's that's my tip for race one. Lovely stuff. We move on to race two, thirteen hundred meters. Going to be moderately paced on here with uh, Resgrove, the only one that likes to lead, and with the inside barrier. Look for it to potentially cause some track bias chaos early before the inside line gets choppy. It's got great each way odds as well. And uh, it also has wet track form. So really look for that one. But um, this one's really as tricky as the last. Tab Highways just have that sort of thing about them. 
I, I think Chapstream looks over the odds for the conditions at $15 to win $4.60 to place, as does Costas at $19 to win $5.50 to place. However, I think favourite Moyesa could run really well here. It's never seen the wet, but as a son of Lonro, who was a champion wet tracker back in the day, back in the 90s, if you remember that horse, Moyesa should surely be up to the task, as its breeding suggests. Um, and at each way odds, at $5 to win and $2 to place, I really think... I oh, actually know it's just jumped up to $5.50 and $2.15 to place, so even better. I'm happy to have it each way as my tip. Nick? I'm surprised you didn't pick cock match because we all know you like love a little bit of cock in your life. Um, <laughs> but I'm on the 13, Nuremberg Castle, Tommy Berry on. Um, decent tr- um, soft record with three three runs, one win and one third place. So feel like it's pretty pretty decent odds, $7 to win and $2.50 to play. So, um, I feel like that might go up a little bit or I'm not 100%. So you might want to get on pretty early, to be honest. But Tommy Berry on and, um, yeah, I feel like it has to be respected. So that would be my tip. Lovely stuff. We head on to race three, the second tab highway of the day. And just as tricky as the first two to find a winner, 1,300 metres, moderately run tempo. Stone Cold Flex, another one, and Bird on a winning post will roll forward. All three of those horses have the ability to run all the way, but it's only another one and Bird on a winning post that stick out to me. Another one deserves a second chance after a horror run at Rose Hill last start. Gets the claim, Tommy Sherry on board, and he's been going well lately. He, he'll draw out and does handle the wet ground and could be right in this with $5 to win and $2 to place odds. Bird on a winning post is in excellent form, and I personally watched it win last start at Dubbo. I was on the couch enjoying some Sunday racing, and uh, I was quite impressed with this horse. And so I encourage a small each-way bet on it at $17 to win and $4.50 to place. I feel like it could cause an upset here with its jump to Saturday racing. Nick, what do you think? I feel like it's hard to stay away from the favourite here with um, Cattergate. Cattergate? I don't know. Uh, Rachel King on, $4.20 to win. Um, just missing out on the each-way bet. So just a... Just a um, bet on for the win and the soft. It's run five times on the soft with um, one first, one second, one third. So I feel like it has potential to get the win again. So I, and also in the inside barrier, like you said, will be a factor early on in the early races. So I, that would be my my tip for this race. Awesome. Not too often I picked the favourite, but um, I'll pick it this time. Yeah, I'm normally the favourite backer. You're normally always going for big value. Yeah, it's a different different tactic today. So oh well, not yeah, too, well, it's gone too good to last couple of weeks with my tips. To be honest, you you've been carrying the tips, honestly. Oh, but, thank um, you, mate. Thank you for finally admitting that. Yeah. But uh, we'll we'll figure out who is punter of the year by the end. Of the year. You could end up beating me. You're already one point up in the tip off. We'll get to that a little later. But uh, I certainly want to get up the next two weeks to beat you for that. But yeah. um, race four, two thousand meters, straight to the point on this one. Uh, if you've seen the field, you should already know who I'm backing. It's TMRC favorite accountability for me. We've backed him every single time it's run in since the podcast's debut, and it hasn't stopped running well for us. So I think he will only appreciate the wet track more, and I expect him to get up a $2.70 favorite odds, Nick. Yeah, I'm the same, mate. There's nothing nothing else that stands out, except for maybe um, Mongolian Wolf, who we said last week, who actually got scratched in the end um, for a place been finishing well um 
But yeah, accountability is going to be too strong. I hope anyway, because it is one of our favorites. So that's our tip. Yes, we love a bit of accountability here at the Mock Racing Club. Race five, out to a mile for the first time, 1,600 metres. Going to be run at a moderate tempo again, and it's probably one of the most open races of the days. You can make a course, a course, make a case for most of these horses. Big Boy Roy and New Arrangement both look over the odds with huge knockout ability to defeat the heavily backed Full Mina. Full Mina, great horse that always that has all the upside to win this race. However, while I think it will be in the money, I just don't think it will win. Who I do think will win is Kim Ward trained Knight. If you remember Knight from our Follow, Forgive, Forget series on Instagram at the Mock Racing Club, if you're not already following, you will know that I said to follow Knight as a horse that is looking like it has a big career ahead of it. And since I said that, it came out and won um, in a midweek race at very, very low odds despite it. But it's back to Saturday here. And I think it's going to continue this outstanding prep. It's had two wins, two placings, and a fourth so far. So with his odds at $11 to win and $3.30 to place, I'll happily have something each way on him, as well as a top four same race multi combined with full Mina. Nick? Uh, like you said, Knight is very hard to stay away from. But um, just to go for something a bit different, I like Niami. I feel like Niami is a lot over the odds as well at $8.50, um, $2.60 to place. Um, been running very well recently. Has. Bowman on board and um, it can get it done, I reckon. So I reckon um, out of us two, I reckon we'll be pretty pretty good to get the winner out of these two. I don't see any anyone else winning out other than the, the eight and the nine. So Yeah, no, it's very Naomi has been running well and Bowman sort of had a, a slight return to form last week. He got a few winners. Yeah, hasn't had a lot of winners lately, but last week he seemed to be riding them well, so he'll be hoping to continue that form into this week. Uh, race 6, 1,400 metres. Still a moderate tempo with this race, but this is certainly where the pace will start to quicken for the day as Vitesse, Strange Charm, Maui Girl, and Invinciano with Helga all like to go forward in this one. Out of all of those believe... Sorry, trip up on the words. Out of all of those, though... I believe only one has the chops to go all the way, and that is Vitesse. We rode her two weeks ago when she blitzed the competition at Rose Hill. J-Mac took her straight to the front, and she got total control. And really, at the 800-meter mark, you knew it just wasn't going to get beaten. So won't get that sort of run today because of the um, the higher field, the, uh, the better quality field. She's going up against tougher competition, so I don't think she'll have as much control as last time, but with the leader's bias and the fact that the wet shouldn't bother her, I don't see why she can't win again. So Vitesse at $3.90 is a perfect bet for me. Uh, yeah, same with me. Can't, can't stay away from Vitesse. Um, did us well last week. Um, yeah, get on it. That's all I have to say. Race 7. Race 7, 1,000 metres, and this is when the pace starts to take off at blistering speed. It's a fast run race here down the straight. Look for our Bellagio Miss Partners and I'm a Crumpet to roll forward and challenge each other for the front. I think Partners is right in this as a, uh, as is favourite Lashes. However, I'm keen to take Sally's day in this one. She resumed over 1,000 metres on the Kensington track where we would be going tonight to watch the races. But as we said, formal takes the cake. But uh, yes, resumed on Kensington track and had an on-pace domination. I thought she was excellent from the back, producing the best late Splits of the meeting, which means, punters, if you don't know what that means, she had the best last 400, 200 metres of the day. 
And I always like to follow horses like that because I think it's a good form rating. She also loves the wet track and with her great closing speed at $4.40 to win, she looks the one to beat and the one that can overcome the leader's bias. Nick? Um, I'm going with something a bit different, a bit more value on it. Um, I like I Am A Crumpet, to be honest. Um, $17 odds and $4.60. Yeah, great name. Great name. Love a, love a horse with a... Um, unique name i love it um but yeah i'm a crumpet um jason collette on board i just i really like it to be honest it's it's sticking out to me for a little bit of value i feel like there could be a little bit of value in this race so um i'd i'd get on it with a lights to set the pace as well um yeah let's see how it goes to be honest lovely stuff race eight 1400 meters Another fast one here, Aretha and Cradle Mountain hits the front with special special missile just coming up behind them. I will mention that Robbie Dolan ridden Badush looks a little over the odds to me at $11 to win and $3.50 to place. However, he comes up against much better competition than he has seen as of late and it'll be a real test to see if he can cut it with the big boys here. So um, I like Edison in this one. I expect him to put himself near the speed and kick out behind them and storm home just like he did two weeks ago at Rose Hill. When he was put under the most pressure he has ever seen in his career to date, and he still was able to win. And so that really impressed me. The overall time relative to that race was average at best, but I think potentially that was because slower horses in front of him slowed him down. And with a more rolling and genuine 1,400-meter pace, I think it will suit him here. And at $3.50 to win, he'll have my money. I know I'm backing a lot of favorites today, but I think with the wet and the leader's bias, it's really going to suit favorites. And Edison's just one of those horses that I think at whatever odds it was, I'd be taking him. It's just a really good horse. I really like him here. I think he can win again today, Nick. Yeah, hard to stay away. Uh, Edison will be with me as well. There's no one else that really sticks out. The horse that I was going to pick um, did get scratched, uh, three-wood. I was going to... Yeah, that's bit, a good horse more, as well. Bit more value, but um, yeah, Edison will take the take the win, I reckon. Yes, lovely. Second last race of the Randwick card, race nine at 1,200 metres. Big parade, Oakfield Twilight and rare episode all to roll forward here. The market is once again supporting big parade, and I'm not sure why. I'm becoming less of a fan of this horse with every run. I watched it run on debut and I black booked the hell out of it because I thought this horse is going to take the world by storm. But um, it just doesn't, in the last few runs, it just doesn't seem to have the right amount of stamina in it to race at the Saturday the metropolitan level. Either that or maybe the jockeys are just riding it wrong. I just think that it always burns out really, really quickly. And then come the last 400 metres, it just can't hang anymore. And it just fades to the back like anything. It's all In the last two starts, it's been first 600 metres out. And then by the finishing post, it's not even placed. So I've, I really hope it doesn't, doesn't win after I've said that. But um, yeah, I just don't think Big Parade is the one that's going to have my money today. Same with promotions. Always coming, yeah. sniffing around promotions. I've gotten promotions, just like I said on the podcast last week. If it performs horribly on the weekend, I'll be forgetting it. And that's exactly what it did. If you followed the follow, forgive, forget, promotions was number one on that. Forget promotions. I swear to God, if this one wins, I will be so, so mad because I've followed promotions every time for the last six starts and it has gone shit, to be quite honest. So if it wins on Saturday, I'll be crying quite honestly but um i'll finally get to my tip most crown in this one dominant winner two back over the 
two starts back over the 1,200-metre mark on the gong day at Kembla Grange before coming back to the 1,100-metre mark at Rose Hill. And I just reckon that probably beat him in the end when a close-up third to Pandemic. I think when he gets back to this 1,200-metre race, he should land near the speed and prove hard to run down. $5.50 to win and $2.15 to place. He'll have my money for an each-way bet. Nick? Like I said last race, I was going to be on the three-year and he got scratched on the last race. And there's not really anything else that's sticking out to me, so I'll pick him for this race. Um, pick her, sorry. Um, three-year at $13 and $4 to place each way. Um, yeah, not much to say about it. I just reckon it'll, it'll get up. Yeah, it's a lovely odds to get for three-year like last start. Wasn't great. It was never going to win last week, but I think it can bounce back. So I don't blame you for going with three wood. Uh, and Rachel King, she's certainly in great form, and you're a big fan of Rachel King as we've established so far yeah, on the podcast. She is, she's always the hot jockey. Yes, uh, I hope. How, I, how you will? I hope Rachel King becomes a listener because she'll find you have a great infatuation with her. But um, yes, love to race. She's a big fan. I'm podcast. sure she would be. I'm sure she would. I'm sure we can get our way into the jockey's room when we're down at the races next time and get a couple oh, of autographs. But uh, race 10, last of the day at Randwick, 1,400 metres. We go back to the moderate pace to finish off the card as most runners like to run from the back of the pack. Pitchfork should lead with Arabian Hussey on its tail. No reason that either could go all the way and win the thing with both at each way odds over the $7, $10 mark. Wouldn't blame you for having something small each way on them. But the uh, the TMRC favorite of sorts, El Buena, has another go in this one and has the blinkers on him again. It'll help immensely as he has struggled with concentration lately. So at $14 to win and $4.30 to place, I'll back El Buena here to win a strong race to close out the day. But I will say quickly, it is also nominated to race tonight and the Randwick Kensington track, the meet we were supposed to be at. So if it does race tonight and gets scratched, I think my next tip after that would have to be Pitchfork with Rachel King each way on Pitchfork if El Buena is scratched. Nick? Um, another favorite of it, I wouldn't say a favorite, but one that we have also been following a little bit, uh, Paul Warrior. Um, I will be on him for this race, um, $8.50 and $2.90 for a place. Um, I feel like it's a little bit odd. The fa- yeah, it's got a good chance. Um, if the, if it stays soft, um, even if it comes a bit more rain on Saturday, I'm not sure what the forecast is, and it becomes heavy. He's got a good chance, um, but very good, soft and heavy track runner. So I reckon Papal Warrior for the for the win. Yeah, I think if the rain comes in, it'll really play in his favour, and the odds will drop because um, last chance for Papal Warrior in my mind, because uh, I think that uh, if he, he he's just no good on the good track, he's He's uh, proved that over the last few weeks, so I think it's time to forget the Power Warrior on good. So if the rain doesn't come in, don't back it. But if the rain comes in, like Nick mentioned, it is really good in the wet. So it might play into his favour here and he might finally produce some money for us. So that is the Randwick card, and I believe you have a quaddy for us, Nick, for the Randwick card. Yes, yes, I do. So for race seven, the picks for the quaddy are number three, number eight, number ten, and then um, number four, yes. Uh, race eight, there is number seven, obviously. Um, number ten, number thirteen, and uh, number eight. 
Lovely. Um, race nine, we have uh, number nine, number 11, number seven, and um, number five as well. Uh, last race, race 10, will be number four, number two, number nine, and number 14. That is the quarter for Randwick for Saturday. Lovely. Hopefully that gets up and produces lots of money for our followers. Hopefully they're still listening by this point and have heard those great quaddy tips. But now we move on to the great tip-off. It is time for the main event. I know you guys were all waiting for it. The great tip-off brought to you again by Inside Feed, wonderfully entertaining sports website. We've said it before. They provide so much news, opinion pieces, and punting tips. They're, they're so good. Oh, they're really entertaining. I love getting a post notification from Inside Feed. So if that sort of stuff sounds like your cup of tea, please make sure to check out insidefeed.com.au and follow them on Instagram at inside underscore feed HQ. They'd really appreciate it. Get in on the ground floor before they blow up and you can say that you were there. You were one of their original followers. Uh, last week's tip off, Nick. Just didn't really go our way, did it? Not a single one of us, you, me, or Will, got a single point. That was a draw in the end. However, Will's tip, that was a personal tip. Yeah. It won. It so. did. If he'd taken it, he would have won the tip off. He goes, no, I'll be taking uh, the pike-ridden horse, but I'll just mention that uh, Trap Fools is good for a place. It was good. It was great for a place, it turns out. It got up and won the whole thing. So, uh he would have won there and he's stuffed his chance. So it was uh, a big donut on the board for all of us. And we're really hoping that it's not the same this week as we really need the decision for punter of the year. We've only got, I think, it's two more weeks, two more cards. So we've got this week and then next week the uh, the tip-off uh, tips will be posted on the Instagram and that'll really decide. Hopefully I can win this week. So next week will be a bit of a, be a, bit of a tiebreaker. But uh, shall we get stuck in, Nick? Uh, yeah, so we've got Ascot race five for the first one. Yes, the Ted Van Hemp's stakes. Um, I feel like it would be pretty similar. There's only eight horses running and one clear favourite. Um, yes. I'll be on truly great. <laughs> There's not much to say, really. Just a great, great horse. Um, Pikey, hopefully, he hasn't been running well lately, um, but hopefully he can get it done. Yes, he. Uh, I think his odds are ridiculously low. But he opened at one dollar thirty to win. How do you even do that in this day and age? And you, if you're not a horse like Winks, but I mean, truly great for me as well in this one. Small field. It's only eight horses, like you mentioned, and I think that some of them just aren't up to the task to be beating it. Except maybe Trapper Falls, the one that we mentioned that uh, Will had the personal tip last week. I think maybe that's going to be a two-horse race between them. But I think um, I won't be backing truly great with any money because it's not really worth it at $1.35 odds. You're not making much profit there unless you're loading the whole house on it. But um, I'll definitely take him in the tip-off because I really think it's a guaranteed placing because if he doesn't finish in the top three, things are going to have to be said about Pikey's WA form because I don't think it's going to end up being the horse's fault because we've seen how well that it can ride because it won me the tip-off a couple of weeks ago when it won at $20 odds. So I expect the same from it here. Won't have my money because of the low price, but the tip-off points he will provide. Next tip on the tip-off going to be race eight at Doombin, and that'll be the gold edition plate, 1,200 metres. Who have you got, Nick? 
Um, it's hard to stay away from obviously Lady Banff because we have been watching Lady Banff over the last couple of weeks. Have? But um, I will be on Rogue Rocker, who I actually have black booked because I have been watching a couple of weeks ago as it won on a Monday. So obviously the field's not as strong, but won by an enormous amount. So that would be my tip, Rogue Rocker. First attempt, by the way. That, yes, yeah. lovely. Um, yeah, looking at it now, it did win by quite a margin, and it also ran the 1,000 meters in 58 seconds. So that's very quick. So I don't blame you for going with Rogue Rocker there. Nice little outside roughy chance, but I'm with away game. I like away game. Very fascinating runner. Magic Millions winner from January this year. And uh, she finally makes a long-awaited return to racing after her 33-week spell. God, that's a while. She's been in the paddock for about seven months now because injury and setbacks meant that she missed the spring carnival. And now she's been prepped right up, go for a summer carnival again and return to make it two Magic Millions wins straight in 2021. So I liked her recent Rose Hill trial. I watched it. I made sure to watch it because I uh, know this horse from earlier this year and I wanted to see if she was um, going to be running okay with the injury. And she looked very, very fine. She was the class runner of the field and she looks to be healed nicely. So it's going to be tough to beat this young filly, I reckon. So at $4.50 to win, the price will do just nicely in my bet slip and in the tip-off. So away game for me in Doombin Race 8. Nick, Very take nice. us to the last of the tip-off, mate. So we've got race nine at Doomden for the last. Just the low knee stakes. Um, I will be on the 14. A little bit different, to be honest. Um, Sophie's gold class. Oh. A bit of value in it as well. So uh, it's it a pretty high odd um, field. So I will be on the 14, Sophie's gold class with the last three races being wins. So that's my tip. Yeah. It's odd to be at $15 with that sort of form. But to be fair, it, uh, not many of them were at Metropolitan Tracks. They were at the, the Bow Deserts and the Deegan. Funny thing about Bow Desert, that's where uh, I'll be in a couple of weeks because that's where my family is situated in Brisbane. And that's where I'm going for Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, just a nice little fact there. I'm a Bow I'm Desert sure everyone, I'm sure Deepak wanted to know it. If oh, I'm sure he's I'm if sure we get a message did. from Deepak saying thanks for the shout out, then we know he's a true fan and listens to the podcast. If if I don't, I'll be I'll be disappointed to be honest. I'll we'll be, be crushed. We'll be crushed because we've become very fond of Deepak. But um, oh, man, Deepak. <laughs> but uh, I'm with Tambo's mate in this one. I just like a few weeks ago, I backed him as an outside roughy chance, and in the George Moore, and he had. A lot, a lot of work ahead of him to get into the money. And he really almost did. It was just a nose, but he got near the speed and he tried his heart out, but finished very, very close, close, very, very close fourth to Hard Empire in an excellent effort. I was really impressed with him. And I said, next time you run, I'll, you'll definitely have my money. So I like him up to the 1,350 meter mark. And if he can get on speed again without spending too much of his energy early and I think this run will play out much like his last time. If it is like that, I really think he can cause an upset. So Tambo's made it $16 to win and $4.60 plays to me. Looks like some great value. And he'll also be, just like a couple of weeks ago, he'll be my roughie of the week. And you can read all about our roughie of the week and best of the week in our weekly articles by our 
collaborative partner, Inside Feed. So go to insidefeed.com.au to make sure to read the Mock Racing Club's Saturday Shakedown every week for your best bets of the week from the Mock Racing Club. All right. That's it for today. But before we head off, Nick, I know there's a few horses that we mentioned we want to mention for Flemington, and I'll, I'll also put in my quaddy tips for Flemington. Is there anyone at Flemington that's really sticking out to you? Um, race six, number two, re-edit. Uh, Backs a couple of weeks ago, and it just it, it kicks so nicely. Back marker. Um, yeah, get get on it. I, I really like it. It's my best of the day. Ocean 13 is the only, cha- only one beating him. Um, which is also a favourite of ours, and I know you like him very much. I love much. Ocean's 13. Love the movie, love the horse. So so um, those two will be probably top two. You could Quinella that. I reckon that would be a very strong Quinella chance. But um, a couple that sticks out to me, uh, Flemington, I'll put the full card up on Saturday. But just for now, I'll mention in the first, Princess Jenny, I reckon we'll get over the favourite Bartholomew Dias at $5.50 to win and $1.90 to place. I'll uh, have my money on Princess Jenny. It's going to either be a win bet or an each-way bet. We'll just have to wait and see which way she drifts on race day. Um, another one is race five, 1,400 metres. Can't mention my Black Booker Wicklow Town. Very fond of the horse, and I think you'll remember the name from podcasts in the last few weeks. Um I really think that he's finally found a race that he can win at the Saturday level. The draw is awkward and he would appreciate more sting out of the track, but I feel like this is by far the weakest opposition he has faced since he made the jump to this level. If he doesn't run well, like I said, there will be excuses because it's a hard track and um, got an awkward barrier draw, but at $12 to win and $3.80 to place, can't knock back Wicklow Town each way. And like you mentioned, Ocean's 13, big favourite of mine. Hope it gets up with the Quinella in re-edit. And I think just as a little bit of value to finish off the day in race nine, I'd go uh, Condos Express each way. I think Overkill's a really, really good horse and he could spank them. But um, he's never raced the 1,000 metre mark and his race that he was in previous worries me. It was a very, very average race. So I'm not sure, even though it's a lower class here, he might win by a few lengths, but he might also trip up because of those little factors. And I think Condos Express might capitalise on that. He's a Saturday class horse and this is basically a midweek quality race, I'll be honest. And with Jamie Carr steering, that'll help. Draws the right part of the track. I'm not Overly confident on it because, like I said, Overkill could easily win, but can t- potentially find its way into the money in my mind. So $10 to win and $3.30 to place odds will work each way for me. The Quaddy for Flemington, I'll quickly mention. Race six in the Quaddy, that is when it picks off. So race six is two, four, six, and 10. Race seven is one, six, eight, 10. Race eight is two, four, nine, ten. And race nine is one, four, six, twelve. Those are the best bets for me from Flemington. Just, just the main ones that are sticking out to me. But like I said, follow at the Mock Racing Club on Instagram. Check it Saturday morning. A full card of tips will be out. Before we sign off, Nick, if you could have one bet throughout the day anywhere, who would it be? Oh, it's re-edit. Has to be re-edit. I have to stick with him. He's my man. Uh, well, I don't blame you. And um, for me, if I could have one bet 
anywhere. It'll probably be Wicklow Town because it's a black booker. That'll be my each way bet of the day. But I'll just for a low odds, if I could back one person, going to have to be accountability. We've backed her every time and we want to follow her, him again. I really hope he runs a strong race and I'll be cheering him on. So thank you for joining me, Nick. Thank you for joining me the last five weeks and it's been real fun here. No worries, mate. Um, we've enjoyed it and we want to say thank you to everyone that's tuned in and made it something that we definitely didn't think it would be. Um, well, I know yeah. I didn't. I didn't think yeah, it I would didn't. take off at all, to be honest. But um, over the last week or so, everyone's been enjoying it, sending us the good messages and sending us the slips and stuff. Um, we appreciate you all. And we're, do- we're just doing this for a bit of fun, to be honest. And um, yeah, we're, I've been enjoying it and learning more about the horses as yeah that's so yeah just thank you everyone for tuning in and hope you all have a good christmas and a good new year yes we love the support guys and we will be back live on the podcast in 2021 so don't get worried we will be back but from us at the mock racing club merry christmas and a happy new year good luck with